Tim, the the deep fakes are out of control. We were, yeah, we talked about deep fakes and then and then deep fakes just upped the ante. And it's we've reached a point now where anyone can be any person at any time. Within within a week, yeah, within a week we were we were, we were making jokes. We were we were talking about deep fake porns and how much we feared those. And now that's how, a, how much we were excited about those. How we were very excited yeah. about those. Um, and and now now that's a, that's a very real possibility. To be clear, we were excited about seeing ourselves in these movies without having to actually be in the movies. Which not is not about really, seeing other people. Yeah, it's really weird. I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, I would like to. I would want to put this celebrity." In I would, and it's like, uh, no, that's not what I want. No. Like, like, we, like it's 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 sort of you can act out like you could because you'd never really want to do that for a living, probably. But well, okay, like I'll give for instance, I would never actually want to play in an NBA game. Do you know how exhausting all that running would be, Tim? Or or yeah, or, or, or like be, or like embarrassing and sad yeah. and. Oh, extremely physically difficult. You would get injured, probably. You'd get pushed around. Um, you'd get booed by a large number of people. Yeah. Now, now, imagine if you could deep fake my image on Steve Nash's body during his second MVP run with the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Right. That would. Yeah. Could deep fake Montia over Nash? I could be whatever number I wanted to be. Um, I'd keep the hair, to be honest. But you, you'd have to. When Steve Nash, the hair is a huge part of his performance. Yeah, you can maybe change the color to be closer to your natural hair color. Uh, I mean, we're pretty close. We're pretty close. But yeah. I'll just keep what he's got going on there. I, I thought know, he was a little more, a little more sandy colored hair. You're splitting hairs at this point. We're spl- we're literally splitting hairs at this point. Uh, the point is, I would look good, Steve Nash's body, with my face on there. Uh, winning an MVP. I, it's and very, I would like it's to very see that. close to just your natural style of play. Yeah. No, I mean, I am a distributor, Tim. I lay up to you all the time. I, I assist. I get assists all night long. I don't take the credit. I don't, you I don't, make I don't, I don't everybody score. on the court better that's, just that's by what, being there. That's what my goal is, Tim. That's what the purpose... Like, when you realize at one point that you're not going to be the star of the team, when you're not going to be... Uh, the face of the franchise. You're not going to get the big money contract. You're not going to be a person people admire. You're not going to have like a jersey or even a jersey in the store. You're not going to have any of those things, Tim. You're not going to have a bobblehead night. Uh, you're not going to have any special promotions. There's not going to be any ads featuring you for a car dealership on air. You know, but that's that's not what you're there for. That's not what you're there for. You're there to make the team better, Tim. And that's that's how I that's how I view every single day. That's how I view every single thing I do with my life. I know I'm not a talented man, Tim. I, you know, all I all I can all I can do at this point is try to use uh the little good that I can do to make other people better. I I think you're multi-talented. Oh, so I was I I mean you know, I've, I've seen you. I've seen you in action at several different. Uh, you know, in many of your different professional jobs. Tim, I'm a jack that, of all trades and a master yeah. of none. You know it. Well, you know, you it's know? the gig economy, man. It's just millennials. That's that's what we do. Oh, you goddamn millennials! You've ruined things for me. 
No, the, ruined the, things no, for the, me. the baby boomers ruined it for the millennials, and oh, you were kind of here with us. Bullshit. I am, I'm a victim of the crossfire, is what I am, because here I am just trying to be a writer. I want to be a writer. I want to be an old-timey writer. I want to wear one of those derby hats with a little press tag in it. No. And have like some have some whiskey in the desk drawer. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. Just, but like like whiskey that just has like three X's on the bottle, just or just some it's it's like rot gut brand whiskey. Absolutely. I wear a white A shirt undershirt underneath my white button up shirt that I just usually wear suspenders on top of yeah. underneath my sport coat. But you don't use it they're not fun suspenders. They're not for like you to see and be like, Oh, that guy's that guy's a card. He's wearing suspenders. Well, is, it, is it suspenders or is it a gun belt? I don't know why you have a gun belt exactly, but maybe it's because you're... Well, I'm pressed, Tim, and yeah. you know how things go. That shit always well, goes sideways. You gotta be ready for anything. Uh, but no, Tim, no. You goddamn millennials, you had to make me a multimedia journalist, is what you made me into. You made me a multimedia journalist, Tim. So you know what that means? That means I gotta do everything. Can you do video? While you record audio, while you write a story with your foot, can you? Can you do all of that while also doing social media and bringing traffic to the website? Can you do all of that, Tim? Well, I mean, that's that's what I I have been doing that my whole journalism career. But but yeah, yeah, because you guys fucking did this to us. You guys were like, sure, I'll do that. You have no backbone. You don't fight back. Where's your unions, Tim? There's no unions for you young people these days. You goddamn got me out here doing 20 things for the price of one simply so that I can keep this job of doing the 20 things. <sighs> so why you're called Generation X is because you're caught it's because you're caught in the crossfire and also you had the game crossfire where you shot marbles at each other. That's such a good game. Mm. Did you Cross- ever did, did you ever get any crossfire from crossfire? Did you ever have the little marbles pop up and like hit you in the chest or face or hands or anything like that? No, I didn't have crossfire. I had like one neighbor who had it, but it like by the time I went over there, I was like, oh, we got to play crossfire. And they're like, nah, nah, yeah. we're going to play, we're going to yeah. play ET on the Atari 2600. Yeah. And it's like, People... it's like, oh shit. <laughs> As crossfire doesn't stack up to ET mm. on Atari, that's, uh, that was rough. People, people that have crossfire don't play crossfire. But they, but yeah. the ones that didn't have Crossfire, those are the ones that wanted oh. to play Crossfire. Same thing with Mousetrap. Oh no, I had Mousetrap and played Mousetrap in college. We invented a absurd drinking variant on Mousetrap, and this involved a. Um, uh, we had this thing that looks sort of like what they have at an Irish pub, where you have like the bottles upside down, and like you can pour the shot right out of the upside down bottle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but there's there's four of them on yeah. kind of a carousel. You could spin it. I know exactly what you're talking about. I believe and I bought my brother one of these for Christmas one year. So spinning this wheel of shots was also incorporated into the mousetrap game. Uh, so you would play this mousetrap game and you would get fucked up. Um, and sounds... I don't I don't remember all of the rules. And I don't remember if because when you play mousetrap, you're supposed to slowly build the mousetrap as you go. Nobody ever does that. I'm not sure if we did it that way or not. I've played that um, game correctly one time in my whole entire life. The other times, especially when I was a kid, I just built the mousetrap. It's, yeah, it's very seldom played correctly. That's all you want to uh, do but, is you want to build the mousetrap. But, but yeah, drinking mousetrap involved a lot of that shot wheel. Um, if you, I think if, like, the mousetrap malfunctioned on you, you had to do the shot wheel. 
There were some other things. If you landed on the fat cat space and had to go back to start, I think you had to do it. And we had one friend who was playing this game, could not get past the fat cat, kept landing on the fat cat every single time. Did he die of alcohol poisoning? Oh, yeah, he's dead now. <laughs> Good. Uh, it was it was glorious. <laughs> totally worth it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, kids these days, you, you millennials, you don't know nothing about getting the joy out of your friend's deaths. You guys got that shit happening too often now. There's all no, sorts I'm, of terrible stuff happening. I, I identify as a millennial, but I think I think that there are a lot of millennials. I think the I don't think college kids drink like we used to drink. Oh no, no. And it's it's uh, probably the way that we did it was like a holdover from like 1970s culture. We were trying to drink like our fathers, or or something. I don't think my dad drank as much as I drank either. I don't know exactly where that's coming from, but you know, there was a there was a generation of people who just like drinking was all they did oh my dad definitely drank more than i did that's for sure i'm i'm certain of that um and that's just based on the time when he was a soap opera star wait he was a soap opera star for a short time puerto rico oh shit yeah my dad did this is, stuff. This is, this is new information for me. I'm, I'm learning new stuff about your dad just about every episode. My here. dad's a my dad's a fascinating personality. Yes, my dad has quite uh, lived quite a life. Um, and yeah, there there was a time in in Zihuatanejo, Mexico, uh, which you know it from, of course, Shawshank Redemption. My dad lived there, oh, yeah. and he was the general manager of a resort there, and he was under the belief he was controlling his diabetes with shots of tequila. Now, I can't recommend this nor tell you how bad of an idea it is, but I will say that his numbers were all in line all the time, so I can't really argue with his methods either. But I'll say that he that, that I'm sure it's led to other problems. I'm sure that's not a good way to control your diabetes. I would suggest using medication, insulin, that type of thing, um, a yeah. proper diet, you know, eating healthy. Uh, definitely don't use tequila to control your diabetes. But he used tequila and maybe it worked? I Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. The guy is, the guy's a different kind of cat. Uh, tequila like a, has it has properties that science hasn't fully mapped out yet. We don't really understand tequila. It's like how there's always more species of insect in the rainforest. Like they're going extinct at an extraordinarily high rate, but there's there's species we haven't discovered, right? There's always more we can learn about the rainforest. There's always more we can learn about space. There, and we haven't even begun to explore what's really going on with tequila. I, I feel like we're very prude in reality about things like that. You know, uh, at the Snack Institute, we did talk about, you know, uh, like, you know, different drugs that that, that historically, uh, you know, had snacks that had drugs in them, uh, snacks that started as a drug or became a drug eventually, all of that kind of stuff, right? We've discussed all of that. And I felt like the common theme there is that if something fucks you up, we as humans are going to do two things. One, use it recreationally. And two, demonize it without really understanding it, right? Just because it fucks you up, just because it's, you know, like LSD or some shit like that, doesn't mean that there's not a greater purpose there for it. That 
We just haven't figured out or unlocked yet. But the problem oh, is everybody, everybody in Silicon Valley, that. man, all the all the CEO level tech bros are are microdosing LSD now. Yeah, that's just uh, that's just the way it is. Well, you can't fine. compete anymore that's if you're not fine. if you're not microdosing. You right? and I, you, you and I have spent quite a few Sundays. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, uh, but I, I mean, I'm not. Who am I? Who am I to judge the microdosing of others? Right? I don't. I don't know this. This fucking world is is a nutty place as it is. Uh, I would I would say that that would explain a lot of what we've seen out of Elon Musk lately. Uh, a lot a lot of microdosing would would explain a lot of what we've seen out of him. At some point, the dosing stops being micro, right? Well, yeah, like I mean, yeah. when you start calculating how much you can have without losing, you know, like oh. vital parts of your spinal fluid and stuff like that, when you can do it again, yeah, that's. You, yeah. You're just you're just a drug addict at that point, but yeah. I mean, I will also say that microdosing led to the whole confusion about whether or not these people are called listeners or whether these people are called viewers, Tim, or if they're even here or if you're even here. There's no confusion. There there is no confusion, but regardless whether or not you guys are actually here or if this is all just some sort of uh, a hallucination for me personally, I'd like to welcome all of you into episode 77 of Derek and Tim Eat Snacks. Derek and Tim Eat Snacks on the internet. We're just a dream inside of a snow globe and Patrick Duffy's in the shower. Right? What's going on right now? Yeah. Just, uh, just, just watching my hand turn into a paw, you know? And enjoying yeah. the, enjoying the watching the walls melt, Tim. Enjoying watching the walls melt. Um, but, you know, aside from that, we do have important work to do. That's why we microdose. If you go full dose, you can't get the work done. But if you microdose, uh, you'll have flashes of genius uh, in between your hallucinations, and that's what we're here to do. Because this podcast has a few things we're about. We're obviously, and most importantly, about respect for women. We're also about living your best life, and we're about Nazis not living their best lives. No. But we're also about a very important system when it comes to snacking, and that is the PER system, where we pick, eat, and rate a snack each and every week. And this is, this whether you're high on LSD right now or not, this is going to be a controversial topic once again because we know how much Craig dislikes when we pick this particular genre of food as a snacking as a snacking food but you know what it is it is one if i told you that uh, a bag of sweetened corn pieces was available for you to stick your hand in and kind of munch on, would you or would you not call that a snack, Tim? I might call it a snack. Hell yeah, you yeah, would. You munch on it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you eat it. It doesn't, doesn't matter, matter how you eat it. Pour it out of the bag into a bowl. As a matter of fact, uh, the more versatile ways that you can eat it, the, the more of a snack it makes it. That's one thing that's a big basis for snack. Like when you talk about the base rule for a snack, it's versatility, right? Yeah. A snack cannot be something that requires me to have a, a fork and a knife. It's fucking absurd. 
Maybe if I choose to eat it with a fork and a knife, that might be fine. If you want to sit down with a Twinkie and eat it with a fork and a knife on a little doily on a proper plate with a cup of yeah. tea, who am I to judge you for doing that? You can put some fresh strawberries on the Twinkie. I mean, that's probably not how we'd choose to do it. Sure, but, but hey, add, add your own little whipping cream we, on top. We want you to live your best life. It's like a, now it's a strawberry shortcake Twinkie. Absolutely. Uh, and you've you've done something really special for yourself. Add a dollop of vanilla ice cream on the side because, like we say on this show many times, vanilla ice cream makes everything better. Just have saying. we said that? Have we ever actually I, said that before? I, don't I mean, know. it's, it's I, I, I feel feels like, it like something. Seven, I. 77 episodes, Tim. I don't think there's anything we haven't said before. Usually, it, like, what, what people don't know is at the end of every episode, we say fuck Nazis, and then we take whatever we were just previously eating and then go put some ice cream on it. Mm-hmm. It we doesn't take, matter if it's beef jerky. We just... Oh, the beef... Just, the, yeah. The everything bagel beef jerky. That was excellent on ice cream. It's surprisingly good. It was ice really good. You know, it's funny. I was, uh, I was at a birthday party, and you were... You got me really like paying close attention to whether or not something is labeled as ice cream, but like the the generic bucket of like Kroger, the party bucket of ice cream that you can buy there, right? Like it's one of the cheapest like large quantities of ice cream you can just get at the grocery store. Yeah, that's ice cream. It says I ice know. cream right on there. I it's know. ice cream. It's because it has nothing in it. Yeah, that's what's weird, though, is like all of these ice creams that are technically ice creams, but they decided to like, oh, we're going to put toppings in it for you already. Here's your here's your Kit Kat ice cream. Here's your Butterfinger ice cream. They're fucking disqualifying themselves from being ice cream. I don't think that's that's not how it works. It's got to be how it works. Yes. I read a thing. It's the percentage of the amount of substance that's in the bucket itself. That's actually ice cream that qualifies how much. You can call it ice cream. So if you start using strips of fudge and cookie pieces and shit, you have to call it a frozen dairy dessert. Because because Ben and Jerry's has like the the ice creams that have like the core of like cookie dough or caramel or something like that that runs all the way down through the whole pint. Now, there's no way that's ice cream. I don't well, even know if that qualifies as a frozen dairy dessert. That just might be candy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm okay with it. I'm very okay with it. I look, look, look. If if it gets somebody at, at at Big Ice Cream a job to to sit around and and quantify what these labels should say or or what what qualify which ice cream is which label, so be it. I'm gonna eat it all anyway, Tim. I fucking I. Do you think I shy away from something that says light ice cream? Not anymore. Hmm. I eat it. Oh, yeah, I grew up on light ice cream, man. My mom only likes light ice cream, and so that's what we had around. Like, Peevely Light Vanilla was, like, the ice cream mm. that we always had. That sounds like it's always going to have a layer of frostbite on top of it. I so think, it like, like, the the frost is a feature in that ice cream. Like, mm-hmm. my mom likes an ice cream that's kind of thoroughly frosty throughout. Mm-hmm. She likes to break that lake of ice skating rink ice on top to get down to her ice cream really likes to work for it yeah like ice fishing yeah yeah that's a fun time i like to have fun with my food frankly tim that's why i like to eat all of those different ice creams i i i i, I thrive i went and we talked about the infamous day where i went and they had quarts of ice cream for a dollar i bought all of them 
What kind of quartz vice grip? I got I got the Superman one. Oh, that I got one. the Joker one. Yeah, oh, I got all those. Yeah. It was a good day. I got coffee, got Neapolitan. It was a good day. Good good run to Safeway when they had one of those stupid coupons that was like, buy all of our ice cream, basically. Those man, those coupons. I've had I've had so many problems at the grocery store with the digital coupons. Where it's yeah. like I'm trying I'm trying to log into the thing, I'm trying to add them yeah. to my account. They don't work. Yeah, they don't work. And then yeah, you get up trying- there. They say that they're on your account and that they're going to come off automatically yeah. when you go ring it up. They don't come off. No, and then you try to talk to somebody about it, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking I don't know. About. They want yeah. you to give up. You, the they look were, on their face, they're yeah. like, dude, do you see me? Do you think I care that but you're I'm trying to, to save the, 50 cents? I'm going to the grocery store, and it's like it's like 10 p.m., at like the like a, the, the small fries in South Phoenix, and there's like everybody is just kind of like it's it's total anarchy in the line. There's no regular checkouts open, just the self checkouts, and like half of them are down. So everybody is like fighting for the ones that are open. It's a it's, it's a bad scene over there. It sounds terrible. I I don't like when supermarkets generally stay open late, but then stay undermanned. I've noticed that lately with things that stay open late, like they want to still run a business with one employee working the entire store. You know? Yeah. I mean, this is the automated future that everybody's sort of trying to build towards, right? Like it's awful. Like they, they're doing the math, crunching the numbers and deciding like, Oh, we can't, we can't keep our bonuses if we're paying our employees $15 an hour or whatever. So we gotta, we gotta automate all this. We gotta, it's gotta be robots all the way down. We need just one one guy up at a tower, just remote controlling all the robots. Yep, and that's 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 how it all ends. That's how yeah. it all, that's how it all ends. I've been saying it for fucking years. Nobody wants to listen to me, but here we are. Here we are. Ten o'clock at night. Tim can't get service because the computer is on a smoke break. Yeah, try, I mean, try asking that robot for a for a digital coupon. He'll. He'll just be like, "Here's your digital coupon," and like he'll he'll like turn up his robot middle finger at yeah. you, and and you have to understand that the 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 middle finger is also a digit, so it's you know that's that's the joke, it's robot humor. Then he yeah. laughs at you in binary. Yep. <laughs> Humans with your currencies. Yeah. <laughs> Meat bags that require sustenance to survive. Inefficient. Anyway, well, you know what, Tim? When you get home that night, after being there all super late waiting for help, one of the snacks that you can snack on is this week's snack. Because whether it's 11 o'clock at night, 1 o'clock in the morning, or 6 o'clock in the morning, when you get home from your supermarket trip, you can enjoy this week's snack. And this week's snack that we're trying is Post Mega Stuff Oreo O's Cereal. Mega Stuff Oreo O cereal. Mega stuff. Oreo O cereal. Mega stuff. Oreo O cereal. I feel like this is a greatest hits album of a snack. I How feel- many? It's got. It's got so like like all of all of our hits are just packed into one snack here. It really is. It's a cereal that we're calling a snack with marshmallows yeah. in it for starters. It's got, uh, it's, got, it's got marshmallows. It harkens harkens back to uh, the very early episode that we did about the uh, post-Honeymade S'mores cereal, which was so delicious and yet so deceptive. It also harkens back to the way that we started this very podcast, which was 
with Tim bringing a package of disgusting Oreo, Swedish fish-flavored Oreos to Schlag's house for us all to try. It, it really, they tasted quite a bit like if you had just taken a regular Oreo and given it a good long dunk and some cherry cough syrup. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think maybe there are some people who you could say that description to them and they might be like, hmm, I'm interested to try that. You know? Mm-hmm. This also makes me think of our pal Eden. Oh, won, yes. Who won the Oreo cookie, create a cookie contest. I feel like we haven't heard from Eden in a while. I think she's she's probably just living on her yacht, just like traveling the world. Huh. Yeah, I don't when, know. I miss I miss Eden. I miss Eden, too. I mean, when you're a big-time Oreo creation contest winner, you don't have time for little people like us. Uh, no. And especially when little people like us called her cherry cola Oreo cookie an abomination on this very podcast that she listened to. Yeah, I, I called it the uncanny valley of flavor, uh, 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 which I'm really proud of. She enjoyed that. Yeah. That was good. Um, but most importantly, it's going to piss off Craig. Because it's a cereal, and we all know that Craig doesn't like when we call cereals snacks. Yeah. It's a weird hill to die on, Craig. It's weirder than my obsession with Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, man, the Hawaiian pizza thing. I think it's, it's, that's become its own kind of animal, though. You can't, you can't step away from it because everybody is coming at you with it from all sides now. Mm -hmm. It's like you've just, you've dug your trench and you gotta, you gotta stay in that foxhole until Guess the what? bombing stops. Guess what? It's not a hard trench to be in, Tim. It's not like I'm. It's not like I'm making it up and robbing myself of the excellent experience of a pineapple fucking pizza. Hot pineapple is disgusting. That's a hill I'm willing to die on. I'm also willing to die on the hill that says Post Raisin Bran is light years better than Kellogg's Raisin Bran, and you know it. You know it deep down in your soul. Everything's better about it. The raisins are better about it. The flakes are better about it. The flakes are bigger. They stay together better. Kellogg's is just trash. Don't waste your time with it. Post is also cheaper. Get yourself Post Raisin Bran. Which one has the sugary raisins? That's the Kellogg's. It's the two scoops. It's the goddamn sun up there with his... Yeah. Yeah. No. Not interested. Keep your two scoops of raisin. I think Kellogg's has the Raisin Bran Crunch, which I thought was a pretty solid upgrade over Raisin Bran. It's been a long time, Derek, since I've had any of these cereals. I, um, uh, I, we talk a lot about my love-hate relationship with raisins. And I've, I've had to kind of, like, take a step back from those Sargento balance breaks. Mm-hmm. Because one of the, one of the boxes that I got from Costco in, like, my two mega pack of balanced breaks was, like, some kind of Monterey Jack cheese but on the other side is cashews with like two kinds of raisins. And I'm just like, fuck you, Sargento. Like you're not, <laughs> this isn't fancy. Yeah. You know, just cause, oh, where's oh, my chocolate regular, pieces? What? Regular raisins and golden raisins. Like give me, give me a craisin for oh, crying out loud. Yeah. Somebody phoned it in on that one for yeah. sure. It's, I, I feel like I'm, yeah. yeah I hear you. But, and, and so now, now I've got a bunch of these and I'm just like, I can't, I, I'm, I'm switching back to like, uh, um, I'm eating like RX bars for a snack now because I can't I can't do the yeah I'm with you. Sometimes you gotta switch it up. You can't stay on the same thing too long. I I'm going back and forth. I I leave cereals. I come back to cereals. Uh, I'll go on a week where I eat these amazing turkey sausage uh, egg white burritos from 
uh, a salad place close to me, kind of eating oh, healthy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're good. I gotta. Yeah, I, I don't have a good go-to breakfast burrito these days. Yeah. Uh, I used this, to have. I used to get like um, my, my favorite combination for a breakfast burrito was sausage, egg, cheese, and green chilies. Yeah, that's a good some, combination. Yeah, if you use some like roasted like uh, hash green chilies uh, thrown in there with just a uh, sausage, it's it's something about like the sausage and the green chili, and you don't get that combination very often. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also I like this place, even though it's a salad place, that they make a really good fresh salsa, and the salsa, like you know, just getting that little dip of salsa onto your burrito while you're eating it, just perfect. All right. But, uh, it's simple. It's simple. It doesn't have a lot of ingredients, but the ingredients that it does have in it work well together. Very much like today's snack. Today's snack is not a complicated snack, folks. It's not trying to be pretentious. It's merely taking a cereal that has proven to last and stand the test of time, an Oreos O's chocolate O's cereal, and it adds to it one simple key ingredient. Tim, what is that ingredient? It's marshmallows. It's marshmallows. marshmallows. It's marshmallows. To, to recreate the sensation of having that extra stuff in the mega stuff Oreo, I, I assume that they could take this one step further, Derek, and have the most stuff Oreo O cereal with even more marshmallows than this. Oh, yeah. Oh, why, why not? Why stop there? Why not put little marshmallows in the O's? Can we shove the marshmallows into the O-shaped cereal and then also have marshmallows around on the outside? That's crazy talk, man. The hey, technology does not exist. Look, I'm just, just the rope. The robot on the smoke break his 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 mainframe just just started to smoke. Sorry, ones and zeros. Ones yeah, his, and zeros. His, his logic board is fried now. Now Craig's got to come down out of his tower and fix the robot. Yeah. The robot saw it too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, one thing I like about the marshmallows in this cereal is they didn't fuck around and make them shaped or colored. It's literally just little white marshmallows. Bravo, Oreos. Bravo. Bravo. Thank you for not being all pretentious. I don't need them to be shaped like something. They're fucking marshmallows for Pete's sake. We know what they are. We know what they taste like. Making them oh, these pink are... or, or shaped, like, shaped like rainbows doesn't change their flavor. These are the exact hockey puck marshmallows that were in the uh, Honey Made Grams. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. These and they're and they're at least they're they're mixed around about as equally well. I would say yeah, like this, my bottom third has not a single marshmallow in it. Yeah, it's pretty weird, but it doesn't it doesn't have like that thick layer of marshmallows on top. No, you not always, like we, what we've learned is that with the marshmallow cereal, you gotta you gotta pull the bag out and you gotta take a look at yeah, the marshmallows. You gotta really get in there. Things are going okay. Yeah, get in there for a deep whiff of oh sugary goodness. Yeah, but yeah, we know. Yeah, God. I think. My Whoa. dad, my dad would need to drink an entire bottle of tequila to eat this cereal. <laughs> All right, I'm pouring. Tim, uh, I need to go get milk. So you think yeah, we can? Can we can we song break it to get some milk? Good. All right. Right back. Oh, I dropped the fucking marshmallow. I keep that for myself. 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 I keep that
It's, okay. an art, it's an art form, really, when you pour the milk. Yeah. You gotta you gotta pour the exact amount. You gotta know what kind of cereal you're dealing with, because not every cereal is gonna get that little buoyancy, that nice little beautiful little buoyancy bouts that it does once you you know you get the right amount of milk in there, and the cereal just kind of lifts up from the bowl bottom and then just kind of bobs a little bit. You're not gonna get that with the Crispix. No. Yeah. You put a lot more thought into your cereal milk distribution though than I do. Oh, I'm telling you, man, it's key. It's kind of like uh, the 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 proper distribution of ingredients in a sandwich or anything else. It's got to be the correct uh, amount, the two, the two to one ratio. I typically attack a cereal standing up. I'm sitting down now, which is unusual for me. Mm. Stand up, bowl in one hand, yeah, and devour a cereal so quickly that like there's no there's no risk of sogginess. Yeah. Usually over a sink in case it spills out of your mouth. Nah. Well? Nah, I'm too skilled for that. Respect. Oh. One thing I will say, as much as I appreciate their effort and what they're trying to do here, uh, much yeah. like my initial whiff in, uh, insinuated to me, this cereal is far too sweet. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And if I was eight years old, this would be like crack cocaine to me. Oh, yeah, man. There's no balance here. But no to get it. It needs um, it needs a little bit more of that like cocoa powder bitterness to get it closer to what an Oreo should be. Right. Because an Oreo, I mean, it's sweet, but it's oh. not like overly sweet. Uh. Uh-uh. I feel like the chocolate pieces don't also need to be covered in sugar. crazy am i crazy what's that even what's that doing for the cereal it's like oh yeah like aesthetically it makes it look more like a chocolate donut than an oreo right and taste wise all i know is i'm not going to sleep for a week yeah yeah we'll just have some tequila afterwards yeah that's a must that's a must I got one of those bowls with a straw connected to it so I can drink the milk up. It's really handy. I love that you're an adult and you have one of those. I'm not ashamed about it. I just have, like, over the years, I've kind of fallen in love with the standard IKEA bowl. I've gotten, like, gone through several packs of these IKEA bowls. They're nice and sturdy. It's like $10 for four of them. Got a good weight, a good depth. Does Costco know you're cheating on it with Ikea? I don't feel like Costco's trying to sell me bowls. They probably have bowls somewhere. Yeah. They only have them for a week, though. Yeah. And Costco knows I can't be tied down. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the marshmallows are less sweet than the cereal pieces. The marshmallows are kind of creamy. Yeah. Which is really the opposite of the nature of an Oreo. Yeah. Right. You're supposed to get the sweetness from the treating center. Or the, the cream disc, rather. Yeah. I think we've, we've all agreed that it should be called a disc. By far. And the, the, the tremendous Oreo Photoshop community on the internet has made the... Uh, Cream discs only Oreo packaging. They're gonna make that happen. Yeah. What they also need is to make like a launcher. Oh, have you seen the Oreo turntables? I think Schlag sent that to both of us. Yes. I don't know if these are still available, but you can you can mix and create songs by spinning two different Oreos and eating different amounts of them. While, while you're on the ones and twos. Yeah, see, that's where the promotional department goes too far. I don't know, like, why, why not just develop this technology? Because you can. I don't know. Because we should be putting our scientists to better use. You know? No, maybe. maybe. Maybe coming up with a, a counter attack to the inevitable pending robot war. I mean, think about this: scientists cured measles, mm-hmm. and look what happened. They came back. What? Why? Why would measles didn't come back? People just like <laughs> let them come back. If like, I, if if you're a scientist at this point, like why why not do something stupid like make make Oreo turntables? Are you saying that, like, curing measles wasn't a worthwhile endeavor? No. It's one of the greatest achievements in human history. Right. In the history of medicine. So what's your point? So the, my, my point is that people are, people are too dumb to accept it. I feel like I'm proving that point. Right here, before your eyes, live on this podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. But I feel like, you know, what, what if some scientist comes out and, like, comes up with a really easy way to cure global warming? To just uh, reverse climate change and get everything back to, like, a comfortable temperature for life on the planet. He'll be murdered. And then... And then, like, uh, like Kim Kardashian says, oh, hey, that's bad. I don't, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where we're at with society now, aren't we, Tim? I feel like it is. God. It's depressing. Which is, which is why we need this cereal. That's why we need the Oreo turntables. All right, well, you've convinced me. But that does not change my rating, which I've already decided on, because you cannot impact my rating. My rating is pure. My rating is uncorrupted. And my rating for the Mega Stuff Oreos O's cereal is a five. I want to give it more. I want to give it more. I want to like it. I wanted to like it. I sung its praises beforehand. 
and even as I was deciding on my rating, I felt like a six was a stronger number. Like I was leaning towards a six. And then I thought, will I ever eat this cereal ever again? And chances are, after this experience, that answer is a no. I don't think I'll ever, like, it's not to say if I went into my cabinet to have cereal and this was the cereal in there, I would be like, oh, well, I'm not having cereal. No, I would eat it. But with given the choice, which every human being in this entire damn country has when it comes to cereals, There's nobody, a lot of choices. nobody has one box of cereal on their on their shelf. No, no one has, be, everybody has four four to five boxes. If you if you have cereals, if like yeah, you have at least two expired ones on your shelf mm-hmm. right now. So given a variety, a choice, I probably am not going to reach. For the Mega Stuff Oreo O's, which then kind of leaned me more towards a four. But then I thought, conflicted, that that's not fair. Because I still feel like it's 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 not it's not on the negative side of things. It's just too sweet for me. So I'm going to go right down the middle. I'm gonna take the easy way out, and I'm gonna give it a five. Yeah, <clears throat> I want to, I like the cereal okay, but yeah, that Oreo platform, the Oreo O just doesn't, it's kind of, it's not a very pleasant texture. It's kind of rough. Yeah. You on know, the, on the roof of your mouth. Yeah. And, it, and yeah. it's, it's not as good of Captain, as like Captain Crunch that I'm willing to put up with that when eating it. And then. These are good marshmallows. Post makes a makes an excellent little marshmallow for cereal, specifically for cereal. Yeah. How, however, however, the marshmallow is like it doesn't have a lot to do here. It doesn't have a lot to work with. It's not. Uh, it's not like that um, that Golden Graham S'more cereal, which I, which I keep thinking back to, where having just like a ton of marshmallows in there just really brought all those flavors together. Oh yeah, sold it. Because it was, no, it was not. It's not Golden Grahams. I, I said Golden. It's not Golden Grahams. Um, Honey made Grahams, which is a, another another one of these collaborations between between Post and the and the National Biscuit Company, courtesy of Mondelez International. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why. Maybe it has the stink of Mondelez on it, and maybe that's why I'm not able to enjoy it. I also think that they, uh, you hit the nail on the head when it comes to the fact that you know how I feel about not delivering when you're giving us a very specific flavor uh, idea concept with your snack. You said Mega Stuff Oreo O's. I'm not getting Mega Stuff Oreo O's. And in fact, as much as I like the fact that these marshmallows are plain and little and whatever, it really does look like somebody just added them to a regular box of Oreo O's. Like someone just poured marshmallows into your Oreo O's. I mean, that's what they did, man. I know, but (laughs) come on. Make me feel like they're there naturally. Yeah, the marshmallows, like like they're they're part of the... Like, yeah, you don't... You don't open up a pack of real Oreos and think, like, there's a machine that puts this disc of cream in between two cookies. You just think, this, this, is, this is the Oreo that God intended me to eat right now. Maybe if they were little discs of marshmallow. That were, the, like, the exact size of the <laughs> their little circles of marshmallow that were the size of the, 
O. Yes. Yeah. Flat. I'm not even going to go as far as to, like, dig out two O's and a marshmallow to make my own little sandwich. Because that's, uh, yeah, that's extra work that this cereal just doesn't doesn't quite deserve. And I, in spite of all these things, I still, I still like it. I'm still enjoying it. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a totally fine sugary cereal to get into. Um, but, but yeah, man, it just didn't deliver on the promise of, of tasting like an Oreo. Um, and, and, and even so I, I still like, I still feel like you're being a little too harsh on it and I'm gonna give it a six. Just ruining Craig's night. Yeah. No tequila for you, Craig. It's not, yeah, he, he's he's excited for the for the tequila he just poured himself. Mm-hmm. Getting ready to even out the diabetes a little bit with the tequila, uh, which is exactly what I'm going to go do right now, Tim, because this cereal was way too fucking sweet. So I will see you next week. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Hey, and no. fuck di- fuck Nazis. I hope they all get diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. But not like in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, like not like I don't know. I don't know what the fun way is to get diabetes, but but yeah. <laughs> whatever the non-fun way is. Yeah. And, and and no tequila for them. I hope you all lose a leg. <laughs>